0: Everyone, Welcome to Dom's Club, where I, your host, Dominique Mobley, interview groundbreaking filmmakers, television writers, authors, actors, comedians, and more. I'd like to welcome into the studio the uber-talented Jewel Taylor, one of the screenwriters behind films such as Creed II and the forthcoming Young, Wild, Free. Jules directing the upcoming film. They clone Tyrone, and will adapt "By All," a short story he co-wrote for the big screen. All right, let's welcome screenwriter, director, and producer Jules Taylor. Jules, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm good. Thank you for uh, thank you for reaching out.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I guess my first um, question is, what inspired you to become a writer?
1: Uh, that's an interesting, you know, uh, kind of an interesting question because I was never inspired, per se, to become a writer. Uh, I kind of fell into it um, kind of asymmetrically. <laughs> um, like I always, you know, liked writing, but I never did any screenwriting or, you know, never thought about writing for movies or television or anything like that until I was halfway through college, of that and, and I was actually an art major. Oh wow. When I got to college, um, yeah, so I, I wanted to do video game design, but my uh, college didn't have, school I went to didn't have, you know, a video game design program. And um, so I did kind of the closest analog I could find, which is like this art engineering hybrid major. And uh, while I was in that major, I kind of got in the film kind of for a project I had to do for an art class. And, uh, long story short, uh, long story short, I did not get into the major that I was, so basically the major, after your sophomore year, the the specific major, you have to actually do a portfolio to get into. So your first two years, you're actually doing, you're like a general art student, you know, so Mm -hmm. you're doing, you know, engineering stuff and you're doing like graphic design and you know figures online and painting and sculpting and stuff like that and so your junior and senior year if your portfolio is taken and you can be one of the 10 or so kids that get to work with Maya and you know you get to start doing the animation stuff mm-hmm. so basically I wasn't one of those kids so but I had started to do just on the side with a friend of little film stuff just because it was fun you know and um probably one of the few projects I did as an art student where my my project was like one of the best ones you know in the class you mm-hmm. kind of pick whatever you wanted to do and I did a film and so I was kind of out of my league as an art student mm-hmm. um, I only drew like manga and like you know basically like Dragon Ball Z type <laughs> type stuff um, mm-hmm. and so when when I didn't get into you know my major officially that uh, was kind of like okay what now and so I kind of had a you know, it was kind of a hobby you know my sophomore year so I try in an attempt to save my credits and I was like I don't want to be a movie director you know, I just kind of made mm-hmm. shit up um, <laughs> but uh, I uh, went into it pitched interdisciplinary for whatever reason they, they let me pitch interdisciplinary and so I got to keep my art credits I took some Film analysis classes because I was I went to University of Florida.
2: Oh, okay. that was pretty much
1: the closest thing they had. They wouldn't let me take any telecom classes. That they had like one directing class, but they wouldn't let me take it. Um, and so I basically took you know uh, theater classes and film analysis classes. And I just bought a couple of screenwriting books and I got all all wrote scripts on Microsoft Word in college. You know, I I literally never seen a script before.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Um,
1: so that's actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought a, you know, couple of screenwriting books um and yeah, just like read them like, oh, okay, final draft. What is this? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought final draft cuz I saw that that's what people, you know, wrote scripts on. Because I, I I I seen, you know, I thought it was like plays basically, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, so I kind of really like stumbled and tripped and stumbled into it, you know, back in college. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of kept doing it, um, and after I graduated, I went back home, you know, um, kind of shot did like music videos <laughs> for like local rappers. Like not a lot of film stuff going on with Um And uh, eventually got a little stir crazy and shit out. Started decided to apply to film school and ended up getting into a couple, went to USC, and started taking it a little more seriously and writing a little more frequently. Um, I had written basically one script just to see if I could do it, you know, with a friend of mine at Florida. We wrote, you know, between basically graduating and going back to film school, I wrote one script and thought it was like, okay, that wasn't too bad. You know, it wasn't too bad of an experience. Uh, I kind of dipped my toe. It was like a Christopher Guest style mockumentary. You know, I wasn't like confident in like structure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just dipped my toe with a mockumentary style because I thought I had a little more leeway. And we, uh, so yeah, we wrote that. It was fun. So I kind of in the back of my mind knew I, you know, uh, had the disposition for at least to like sit down and write something. Yeah. But didn't really think much of it until I, Got accepted into, uh, you know, film school. But I didn't think I'd get into any film school. <laughs>
3: so,
1: uh, when I got accepted into USC, you know, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should probably, you know, start taking everything a little more serious. And then at USC, I was just like fortunate enough to get a lot of positive feedback on stuff I was writing in writing classes, you know, and uh, happened to meet a guy who ended up becoming my writing partner that I actually had somebody to kind of hold me accountable. and So the so writing just kind of organically, I just did more and more of it as time went on, you know.
0: Yeah, Did once you got interested in writing, did you also know that you wanted to direct as well or did that come later on?
1: I went to school to direct. Uh, so oh, okay. I, I went, I wanted, I was like Kanye, like making beats because he wanted to rap, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was writing as a means to an end, you know, I, I just happened to Get lucky with some of my professors, you know, some of my writing professors, and happened to have, for whatever reason, like, you know, the writing came kind of naturally, so my professors always like, you need to write with stuff, you need to, you know, all right, I guess, I you know, so my mm-hmm. writing professors would always kind of put me to the side, or you know what I'm saying, or try to encourage me to just write outside of their classes for whatever reason, um, and I messed around and met somebody. That uh, you know, kind of was in the same, you know, kind of same boat. I read it. I read one of his scripts because everybody was like, "Man, Tony doing this," <laughs> you know, like, "Man, whatever, <laughs> man." So he would go to the gym, and I was seeing at the gym all the time. during the same semester, and I was like, "Man, let me read something," you know. And then I read. It, I was like, "Oh, snap!" This, this, what? <laughs> you know. And so we started just kind of chopping stories together, which, you know, even right now, everything I write is with him. You know, that was. You know, probably seven years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it was uh, seven, eight, it was you know, like 2013, I would say. So it was about seven years ago. Um, and it just having somebody that was also, you know, kind of, when we were in film school, you know, kind of to compete against, you know what I'm saying? And to kind of hold you accountable to kind of mm-hmm. write extra stuff and to break stories with. So it was my output increased, you know, having somebody yeah. else to kind of like go back and forth with. Yeah. And so it was really, the directing came, the directing was what I was interested in first. So when I was at Florida, you know, I I was literally only writing like the things I was making, you know, and I had another friend who got me into filmmaking at at Florida and that was basically, we just write stuff only so in so far as to just go shoot something. Mm
3: -hmm. And that
1: was pretty much the extent of the writing I did while I was actually at Florida.
0: Yeah. Would you say that? So you said you originally, like, wanted to make music. Would you say that your writing of music has helped with your screenwriting or, like, vice versa?
1: Oh, yeah, no, for sure, 100%. I mean, like, everything you write to this day is it, it almost always, like, starts with a song music, even if the idea, even if the concept doesn't start with music. It's always music that kind of, like, helps to turn the gas cloud into a planet you know in terms of the tone the feeling seeing things you know i would usually try to find music that kind of fits the mood of what we're going for okay. and it'll be you know one song or a couple songs or something that'll spark some visuals in my head you know it's just the way my brain works and then from there you'll start kind of like branching out and you know once we're writing you're usually you know have a playlist of things that kind of fit the tone, you know, of what we're doing for, you know, and and writing to that, those same, you know, it it could be one song, it could be, you know, 30 songs, but it'll, you know, it'll be a a, a playlist of some sort that we'll, like, kind of curate, depending on, you know, maybe one scene has a specific song, a different scene has another song, you know, it just depends on the genre, really.
0: That's really. music
1: always comes into that process
0: yeah that's really um really cool to see like how you're able to implement and like use both of your skills like in film and in music to kind of go together that's really cool um so how would you say that your job as a screenwriter on projects like creed 2 changes from pre-production to production to post-production
1: okay so with the with something like creed you know that it's that's like straight assignment work right like so that's that's a that is a, you know, the type of movie that when you show up, there's already pre existing material. Mm-hmm. When you show up there's you know, they know what they want to make before you ever showed up, right? Like mm-hmm. they the studio <laughs> it's gonna be drago. There's pre existing drafts, right? Um, for for years, right? Like there's been a you know a few writers that worked on Cleetu over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, I came with the director, you know, um, so the director pretty much got me the job, right, Mm -hmm. advocating for me to do it. Um, And uh, so in that version, like the pre-production process, you're probably integrating into something that's already there. You know, it's like, so you're, in my case, you know, I'm really trying to give Steve everything he wants, right, because Steve's got, you know, a vision of what he wants to do with it. And my job is to basically try to give them everything they want, you know. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, in the pre-production, you know, I'm also trying to download everything MGM wants, you know. Everything Sylvester Stallone wants. Um, Everything Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson wants, right. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so really, in the beginning phases, you're just, uh, you know, you're just collecting, you know, everybody's kind of intention, you know, which on a movie like Rocky is somewhat, you know, in the same boat right like every you know every rocky movie has a you know pretty much a structure that they stick with like you know you're going to mm-hmm. have a time for the fight you're probably going to have two or three fights in the movie depending on which movie almost always you're going to have other than rocky one you're probably going to have three fights you know i mean even if one's an exhibition or something um mm-hmm. and even rocky one he has a fight at the beginning still you know uh and you you know and so uh, you, Structurally, there's, there's kind of a paradigm that's already been set. Putting up with the other montage, so it's, in that aspect, you know, it's it's not too crazy putting it, you know, kind of putting them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, during pre-production, like official pre-production, after like the written. Um, we basically, you know, when Stephen came, you know, we started a new draft, you know, pass it back and forth between me and film so From one side did a pass. Sylvester, he did a pass. Right, mm-hmm. um, comes back to me. Steve has feedback. I do another pass. He did the slide. He does his. So he does his stuff. And once we get to the point where we're at pre-production, then it's much more uh, granular what's going on. Um, so basically, the real difference is that it gets more and more granular the, the further you go. Know, right. So when you get into pre-production, now it's like, okay. It's, dislocation fell out all right mm-hmm. it's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay we we ain't shooting there no more great okay well what are we going to do now that this location dropped out of this here okay got to revise the scene here or you know the the actors come to town so now you're a little more involved specifically talking to the actors or so it's like okay now you're hearing some of the actor feedback on a one-on-one kind of you know you sit down with tessa thompson you sit down what might be oh, you know, sound am kind of thinking this, I'm thinking this. So you start to get a little more granular within the scene. Like, mm-hmm. Because now you're, you know, you're, you're hearing from the actors, but in pre-production, you're not actually talking to them. You're, you're hearing things they want, you know, the producers, you know what I'm saying, things like that. Then mm-hmm. you get the pre-production, the actors come to town. Now you're sitting with the actor, and the actor's telling you, okay, I feel like yada, yada, yada. You're like, oh, for sure. You go mm-hmm. off and you kind of, you know, you're tinkering with the, you know, you're tinkering with the script, you know, and all throughout, you know, kind of just hearing specifically what actors are thinking about scenes, what they're directing about scenes, they're rehearsing scenes. So you're seeing it kind of on a speed a little bit and you're getting a little more granular. And the other pragmatic side is like something might drop out or, you know, they might, you know, all kind of things happen where you might, you know, have to go and like tweak a scene. And then during production, uh that's when it's like the most granular right like something specific they rehearse the scene to the point where it's about to be a speed so specifically needs to be tweaked like quick right, click, right? Mm-hmm. or something drops out the day before gotta write a new scene <laughs> gotta write something you know what I mean gotta switch something up like the night before and like you know and so you're getting like just hyper specific by the time that's crazy say. wow yeah
0: I feel like having to go that quickly on your feet is so impressive and it's I like said something I don't really think about for film. Like after you've written it, I'm like, oh, like it seems like it's done after like you write, you know, like and they start production. But it's so cool how you like think on your feet and like come up with solutions that quickly.
1: Well, I mean, it, well, it's not just you, right? It's 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 you know, it's a, it's like a war tra- like a war table. You know what I mean? A lot of times between you and the director, and you know, Mike might have some input. You know what I mean? So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, usually like again, it's you know the Steve is always going to be the north star right you know for for me like the director's going to be the north star you know and and mm-hmm. that's not always the case on every movie right like you know it's different movies have different dynamics you know <laughs> so sometimes the director is not the person that has the final say you know has a voice in it and, 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 and Sly was really cool about letting you know letting steve kind of do his thing too you know and obviously you know, Sly's the OG, you know what I'm saying, Sly's the, <laughs> he is Rocky. So, you know, what Sly wants, you know what I'm saying, is usually, you know, he
3: he's
1: his instincts are, you know, he's Rocky, you know what I'm saying? And so when Sly's like, yo, this, 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 this that, and the third, his instincts are you're pretty much spot on usually, right? Because, he's, mm-hmm. you know, nobody knows Rocky like Sly, you know, and so, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was a good collaboration between, you know, like Sly being open-minded to let, you know, Steve get a lot of his ideas out, you know, that he had, but at the same time, you know, Sly had a lot of great, great instincts, you know, that we were, you know, kind of fortunate to be able to tap into.
0: Yeah. So had you, like, been a fan of the Rocky movies growing up? Like, what was that
1: like yeah. working with Rocky? <laughs> uh, Rocky Four was, you know, uh, <laughs> it's funny because, like, Rocky IV, uh when I, it's not my favorite Rocky movie now, but it was my favorite Rocky movie as a kid, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like when I, when I was, you know, by the time I was old enough to digest them, you know, there were four Rocky movies and the fifth one was not far away, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, in terms of like, you know, seeing them, I kind of saw them all, you know, in the as a kid, like in the mm-hmm. same, I guess, like in kind a of time span. So I actually like Rocky Florida the most when I was young, um, but like, you know, as an adult, you know, I think Rocky, I, Rocky's the best one to me, like, um, as an adult, but if I actually, you know, my brother's a huge, my brother's older than me, he's a huge Rocky fan, um, and even, you know, Rocky five, like, you know, I was hyped, you know, as a kid, you know, um, yeah. and so I, I definitely grew up a fan of the series, and obviously Creed was amazing, so, you know, even, you know, kind of fast forward, and Creed was amazing, so I definitely was a fan of the series.
0: Yeah, I definitely, I love rocky movies so i definitely i would be so exciting to work um with Sylvester Stallone. so uh you also co- oh wrote yeah sh- that's awesome yeah you also co-wrote the short story by all and sold it to legendary how did the process of writing a short story differ from your screenwriting process
1: oh um, i mean it's much different <laughs> um you know uh with bio uh, that 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 was basically me and Tony, you know, the life point of Tony. You know, we always just ended up just going down Labidon. It was like, we're looking for ways to procrastinate while we're working on something else. You know, (laughs) and like, that was just us sitting down, you know. um, I don't even remember who it was, but someone had gotten shot and we were just talking about it. And, you know, that kind of came organically of us just going down this rabbit hole about policing and, you know, body cams and, you know, Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: um, we kind of, we kicked that idea around, you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll just have an inkling of something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we picked up, you know, um, one of the things we picked up along the way was just that, like, you know, people of having, you know, pretty decent amount of success just taking out short stories and sell them. So we'd already kind of, like, been percolating on that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually, funny enough, it, by all, we wanted to do it as a Black Mirror episode, believe it or not.
2: Oh, wow. Uh,
1: <laughs> um, but, you know, Charlie Brooker, you know, it's a hard man to get a hold of, you know. And so
3: mm-hmm.
1: we, we had to concede to... Kind of branch off and you know try to write a spec or anything like that, um and so we decided, you know, saying let's just chop it up as a short story, you know, um and you know with, with the short story, actually Tony took the first crack at it and then I revised it, um mm-hmm. and then we both came together and revised it again, and uh so like that that process was a little bit different because usually we we literally sit sit at the computer and write every word together. Um, and so that and that one was slightly different because Tony actually wrote um, the first pass, and then I went and did the second pass. Um, so that in that way already it was different than writing a you know a longer thing, you know. Um, yeah. Because it's pure, it's all prose, you know. And so I think the process, you know, is a lot more tree flowing. I would say, you know, just because it's so short, usually you just kind of you you're almost writing you know you're trying to build it just like one moment you know mm-hmm. for us in shorts um we write short stories so it's it's a much more akin to writing a short film in the sense of like you're really just trying to get one punch in right like you mm-hmm. and not literally like a joke but like you know it's it's a setup and one moment that hopefully like kind of resonates at the end and so it's a lot you have a lot more latitude to kind of uh embellish details to kind of get, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily do when you're writing, uh, you know, a script. So it's a lot like freer to write a short story because you don't really have as many constraints.
3: That's so, that's really... You don't care how
1: long it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can, you you know, you can write people's thoughts. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, uh, the type of, the way you write prose is different, you know, when you're writing a short story. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely a lot freer and looser of a of a writing style.
0: Have you written a short story before?
1: Uh yeah. Uh so I funny enough, like I wrote I'd actually written like kind of, you know, short story um even in high school, you know, not not often, you know, but I like dabble with, like writing stuff. But like you know I'd never seen a script. I feel mm-hmm. like in terms of uh, you know, the way screenplays were so I you know, I'd written like a little a little short play, you know what I'm saying, with really short stories, but, like, just just for fun, you know? Um, yeah. But never had seen the script in terms of final draft or the the way it's formatted or it really even knew they were written in Courier, you know, any of that. Yeah. So I was a sophomore in college or, yeah, sophomore, maybe freshman, maybe end of freshman, early sophomore year. when I That's actually neat. saw what a script was like for the first time.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Like how fast you were able to pick it up too. That's really really
1: cool. No, oh, super fast. I mean, I took three. It, it, I it was three years before I went back to film. School. So I mean, it was years of like kind of percolating on,
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: on, on screenwriting um, before I kind of felt comfortable. You know, felt comfortable with it. You know. Yeah. Um, so it, it it was it was a couple of years. I didn't. You know, I was just kind of just doing whatever. You know, uh, mm-hmm. early on which isn't a bad thing, honestly. I kind of, sometimes I wish I could go back to, like, not knowing as as many rules, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's hard to break your brain out of, you know, uh, a lot of prescriptive ways of writing, you know, that you kind of learn in school and the books, and, you know what I mean? Like, part half the battle is, like, forgetting structure in a lot of ways you know trying to internalize it but not be a slave to it you know and so
3: yeah, like, yeah when
1: early on you know what i mean it, i'm just like what do i think is cool <laughs> okay mm-hmm. like it looks like a script but it ain't <laughs> it's not really a script like in, in any like uh scholastic sense you know yeah but you know you, that freedom that almost like you know when you're writing you know something in like pure prose, but well, you're not thinking about structure in the same way. Maybe a novelist is, but, like, you know, for amateurs amateur like us, you know, I'm not <laughs> thinking about structure when I'm writing prose, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking of what next, you know. And so I, I still kind of had that mindset, which is the one thing that I would say, you know, took a while to really try to get back, you know, kind of reconnect into, you know, because there was a, a phase where, you know, it was like, okay, I'm trying to learn structure, so, you know. All right, let me try to save the cat man. You know what I Let me try. Yeah. To, yeah. You know, let me try. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me let me. And so you go through that, especially in school. You know, where you're really trying to like just practice structure for everything you're writing. You're like, oh, uh-uh, wait a minute. Maybe page twelve. Where's the inside
3: Page twenty-five.
1: Where's my reversal? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like you're like counting the pages. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's hard not to where when you first especially like when you first get introduced to it to not to just take it as doctrine you know what i'm saying and so you know it, it, you have to then like psh, 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 like slap that out of yourself like you know mm-hmm. let me get back to you know let me get back to at least some level of you know spontaneity you know um and everybody's writing process is different too um that's like we were way off the tangent of short stories but,
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah
1: but yeah
0: I definitely understand what you're talking about with the Save the Cat beats. I've definitely experienced that, like going back and being like, it's not on this page, like delete, delete, like make sure it's on the page. Um, it's really, yeah, that's definitely relatable. So how would you say your process of writing a script from scratch differs from the process of doing rewrites for a preexisting script?
1: Um, there At this point, it's not that different. Oh, well, I mean, it's definitely different. Like the process itself, like the nuts and bolts process is – a lot of it is similar because like even in a rewrite you know and uh, like the, at the 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 steps end up being very similar in the sense of like even if it's a rewrite we always kind of start from we try to start from zero anyway you know um in terms of like deconstructing what we like about the script the first thing we do in a rewrite you know in, in anything that we rewrite the first thing we do isn't try to like break down what we don't like about it. it is to try Mm -hmm. to break down what we love about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm Nine times out of 10, we didn't even try to do a rewrite or, you know, we we wouldn't attempt to do a rewrite or like, you know, put ourselves out. And we haven't been doing that a lot lately. Um, but there, you know, about a year or two ago, we were kind of doing a lot of work, like assignment work. Mm -hmm. Um, and pretty much everything that we, did or that or that either that was offered to us when we accepted or we like you know they call them bake sales you know when you have to kind of compete with other writers to get a job even try to get the job if we didn't love something about the material already you know it's mm-hmm. like it's easy to fall into the trap of like this is wrong with it this is wrong with it this is wrong with it you know and like that you know because it's just more you know when you're in a kind of a, when you're talking to an exec, like, it's a lot of sexier to be like, yo, all right, so the structure, I don't know, I don't know. You know, trying <laughs> try to, like, sound smart and say what's wrong with it. But, like, obviously, that's not really going to help the script get better as mm-hmm. much as trying to extol the virtues of what's already there. You know what I'm saying? Like, someone wrote it for some reason. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. something, the reason that studio is paying you to rewrite it is because they like something about it not because they don't like something about it, right? Like in other yeah. words, like I wouldn't even have paid somebody for the first draft <laughs> of the script if I didn't like the concept, <laughs> something okay. about the the IP, the underlying IP. There was something about everything that they bought that they currently own, even if it never gets made, that they paid for it for, right? There was something mm-hmm. that they was like, "Yo, this is hard. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll pay for a draft." And if the draft doesn't work, it might not work, you know, for any number of reasons, but there mm-hmm. is something there that they thought highly enough of to spend their money to pay for a first draft. And so what you're really trying to find, you know, not only is, I mean, like in the, in the, in the micro sense, you're trying to find the problem and fix the problem. But in the macro sense, you're really trying to bring out whatever that thing is that they like about it, you know, I mean? in the, in the 30,000 feet viewpoint. So we always mm-hmm. try to start 30,000 feet of like what, do we like about this what's hard what what made us interested in going through a bake sale which is basically you doing a lot of free work right like you you were <laughs> if you're competing for a job then you're probably going to already come up with what you would do
3: which means mm-hmm.
1: you've already set at the house and like it, you know some sense out like the story as you see it, the changes as you see it. And there ain't nobody paying you for that, right? Like you got to
3: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: pitch it to them and hope that your vision is better than somebody else's vision and everybody else, thanks for your time, but you ain't getting a job or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that just is what it is. You just wasted that time. And, you know, and it's not really a waste if you, you know, were, were you know, kind of really breaking it down. Cause at the very least, you know, you've got, that much more experience breaking down a script. But like in the meanest sense of the word, you wasted your time. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> like it's just practice if you didn't, you know what I'm saying? If you didn't get the job. And so, you know, the the our first step writing something original or doing a rewrite is always just kind of filtering the Filtering these ideas that we really like that we really are attracted to there's almost always something in character right like we always it's a character it's it's something going on with something that that we think is really interesting that we think we can we can mind and we can get into and kind of extrapolating from there you know what I mean or you know it could be a bunch of things it could be something that's like really rich with tone like you know like a you know um there's been projects that we, you know, we really wanted, we we didn't get, you know what I mean? That that mm-hmm. we um we love the world building, you know, like we love the character and we love the world building. It's like, oh man, the tone. I would think about this music and like you know, what I mean? like <laughs> movie can feel like that. like you know, what I mean, you you start to go into more than just the story that you love about it, and so and so you know, it, even if we were doing something original, we would always kind of, we always start kind of in that same place of like, what makes us excited about it.
3: You know, yeah. And then
1: we start branching out these ideas that we really love, really love, really love. And, like, the, in the trees, right? Like the the micro, you know, it's like, it's more like academic, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's so, like, the difference, I guess the difference would be, you know, when you're writing something original, you're not really doing that part, you know, um, mm-hmm. as in terms of rewriting. Now, there are also, you know, the other thing is, like, if someone comes to you with something that is, not your idea but it hasn't been written yet, right? So, you know, it's oh, not okay. it's not a rewrite. And in that and in that regard it's no different than like writing something original. You know, what I mean the process mm-hmm. is literally exactly you know, the only real difference is like, you know, there's that there's that step where you, you gotta put on your academic hat and say, like, okay, like and nine times out of ten, they'll show you what they don't like about it. <laughs> nine times out of ten, right? Like they will all they will come to you with a rewrite job, you know, because, uh, like, the, the the bake sales are always original ideas, right? But anytime mm-hmm. you're competing for something, it's to be the first person to write the draft, you know. Oh,
3: okay.
1: And maybe I'm wrong, but, like, only times we've ever done the, you know, come up with a story, pitch it, hope we get picked is for something new. Right, the studio, mm-hmm. they bought the comic book, or they, they remaking a movie, whatever it is, they'll they'll for any number of reasons they'll like try a fix it. If it's a rewrite job, you almost always were offered the job. Somebody mm-hmm. reached out and said, Hey, we need somebody to do this you know what I'm saying? Um and so Almost always, they'll come to you and say, "Look, we think this doesn't work. We'd like to boost this, da da da." And so, they'll 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 have their criticism of it, whatever it may be. And then your job will be to guide, you know, to, to filter that criticism and come up with a solution for how to fix the thing that they think is off. You know, and so that yeah. step is obviously different when you're rewriting versus like doing something new. But like we never begin there. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. we when we come, you know, are are actually working, you know, we always start with like what do we love, you know what I mean? Like follow the thing that, you know, made you excited about it in the first place. Try to get as excited as possible, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, you know, there is so much unexciting shit that <laughs> you know, really try to anchor yourself in like what made you want to do it in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. so in that regard they're very similar, you know, when we when we get down to it
0: yeah that's actually I never thought about like i guess the similarities between them, so that's very very interesting to hear um like your perspective on that uh so you participated in the universal writers program. what were the benefits to you of participating in this program
1: um I mean I would say the benefit well there was a couple of benefits you know um you know we on on the one hand we the other writers who I'm in a fellowship with, you know, are still my homies even now, you know. Um, And so, like, you know, just getting to know, you know, other writers who can, you know, check out, you know, who who are talented, smart, super cool, that you can, like, have as a sounding board. But then, you know, seeing how the sausage is made, like, like, in terms of, like, getting to spend a lot of time around execs. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was shortly removed from film school when I got into that that fellowship, and uh, you know that's the most prolonged exposure that I had to execs and really kind of seeing the way they talked about stuff, like the way just just seeing how they were on a on like a some, not day to day, but like a somewhat you know regular basis,
3: mm-hmm. you know
1: getting to know them, just demystifying the, I guess machine really that was the yeah. best thing about it to be honest right like oh like oh these they normal as hell like these people are super mm-hmm. normal you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. part was definitely the the biggest thing about the the fellowship was kind of i i i don't wasn't even sure i really digested like how few people make decisions this, make this, this. like i thought it when they say it's a machine it's like it's, it is a machine but like there aren't, like, a ton of execs who make make the decisions on what movies come out, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the very, very, very small amount of people compared to what I thought it was, you know? Mm. Just how many people's voices go into what movie gets greenlit, what movie doesn't, you know? It's not a lot of people, you know what I mean? You could count them on two hands, like, in a whole company, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that really, like, you could really probably count on one hand, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people who really, like, Make real decisions, you know what I mean, um, yeah, and so i I thought it was more of a apparatus like under the hood, you know what I mean, and it it is it's hard to explain, like it's like its it it just seems like so much smaller under when you're inside the building than it is when you're outside the building,
3: yeah uh, that makes sense
1: so kinda of getting to see that and seeing like, oh man, if you get to know there's not a lot of people you have to really you know get to know to. Kind of know the people you need to know, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, I, I just gotta, you know, develop relationships with, you know, a few people at every place, and like you're not that far removed from the decision makers. You know what I mean? You don't have to be yeah. like a million people at each company. You know what I mean? and So, I think seeing that, you know, and kind of demystifying that, we're like, all right, you know, we can, we can definitely like kind of. I guess like move you know, move in the industry so to speak, or whatever that even means. But you know Yeah.
3: It,
1: it doesn't seem quite as daunting. Um, yeah, kinda of going in there and seeing that. So that's what I would say like the fellowship kind of showed me.
0: Yeah, that's really, really um that's really great insight for me I know for sure. So I'm sure people will really love that insight. Um, so you've also in addition to film, you've worked in television. So how did your creative process as a television director for shows like 20s differ from your process as a screenwriter and producer
1: i mean they are super (laughs) super super different um and and there's a different part of the brain that you that you are exercising when you're directing you know it's a lot of different parts of the brain obviously the in pre-production you know it's a lot of analysis and you know you put in a writer hat on in pre-production a little bit because you you're trying to break down you know break down the script but like in television you know um really you are a different kind of custodian in television you know and if you're doing a rewrite job you're a custodian right like depending on what job he does the writer, you're a custodian because like it's not your it's not your idea it's not your movie it's not your, you know what i mean like crazy mm-hmm. i'm a custodian right like i am i am a servant to to the studio i'm a servant to the actor i'm a servant to the director you know and so it's like where they want the story to go i do my best to try to get it there as best i can as quickly as possible you know mm-hmm. um if I'm if it's something like my own stuff, then obviously I'm not a, I, I'm not a custodian in the same sense because I can choose exactly where I want the story to go. I don't have to answer to nobody like you know <laughs> it's mine, right? Um. So when 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 if I am a you know director, I'm always a custodian as a you know just television, right? Like you are you are specifically trying to do your best to bring someone else's vision to the screen, so you are. You are, even though you're the director in the TV sense, you're a servant, right? And so, you're a servant to the executive producers, the showrunner, you know what I mean, the writers, mm-hmm. um, and so that that process is so organizational, like, like the amount of like collaborating that you do as a director is. Way more than you do as a writer on a day-to-day basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I am I'm a servant to the cinematographer just as much as the cinematographer is a servant to the, you know, the 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 show, because cinematographer, you know, on a television show, like they've already set the aesthetic. They already, you know, what I mean. And so mm-hmm. you are truly a guest in someone else's house. Yeah. Super in in television. You're not. It's not like a feature where you know. Oh, I'm. I'm this you know what I mean, I'm shooting it my way. Like you you have to acquiesce to the whatever the plan is. <laughs> you gotta get in and a and, and, and basically be invisible and blend in and keep the train rolling. You know what I mean? That's the name of the game. You know what I'm saying? If you are a if you're not if you didn't direct the pilot then your job is to keep the train rolling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to have really you gotta make peace with like the fact that you are, you know, a guest in their house and like, cause it's as a director, it's, you know, like, you know, a lot of times, you know, that control freak part of your brain really comes on, you know what I mean? Cause when you're upset, right. you do have control, but like you don't really intend <laughs> it. So, mm-hmm. And so, you know, you can be, Someone can say, look, we need this kind of coverage, too. And like, oh, I didn't, you might have been thinking, I didn't plan to shoot the scene like that. Well, <laughs> they want a shot like that, so yeah. they're going to shoot it like that. Like, it doesn't matter how you plan to shoot it if they don't approve, it, you know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. you really, you know, it, it, as long as you can be, you know, happy being a servant, you know what I'm saying, it's a ton of fun. I love it, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't mind. Like, I, I'm just at peace, you know, in the television space of being a servant in terms of like this is your project i'm i'm here to help you you know what i'm saying yeah coming from you know in that one regard it is it is similar to being a writer you know um Mm. especially if you do assignment work because as a writer who does assignment work it's not your original thing you're the first writer in you know you are a custodian to, some, to someone else's will, you know what I mean, in many mm-hmm. cases, not in all cases, obviously, you know you got the 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 highest of the high end writers who are just conceptualizing things and you know the Aaron Sorkins of the world, but if you usually if you're not the errant literally the answer of the world you know, <laughs> you, you are operating on someone else's will, and like it just kind of is what it is, so you you it doesn't bother you. Yeah, you know, like, that's the first thing you got to, like, come to peace with it, is that, like, you don't have as much control as you would have hoped. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And so it doesn't, it, as long as that you're cool with that, it's a lot of fun if you don't take it personally. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not so possessive of the, you know, you want to feel possessive of it so that you can, like, go and do your thing. But, like, someone tells you to change something, you just got to change it, even if you hate it. And this happens yeah. all the time, right? Like, all the time. Mm-hmm. You will there are plenty of times you'll like something you don't like because someone else likes it. You know what I mean? And it's just it's yeah. the job. And they'll and they'll watch the movie. I watch movies, I I read criticism of movies different after seeing it, you know. Like I'll see like, oh, it's a weak script. And you're like, man, maybe, who knows? Like I, seeing how much they change in the energy, how much they dictate in in a lot of cases, how much they dictate scenes or like how much any number of things can influence the type of the types of scenes, the structure, like it's so many things. People above you on the totem pole that can really dictate what happened and it can change so wildly in editing that it's like you have no idea.
3: Yeah. What yeah. what the first iteration
1: of the script even looked like by the time you watch a movie. So it's like when when I, you know, I would watch a movie like man, that script sucks. You know what I mean? But I have no idea if the script was amazing. So I don't know. Like you know what I mean? So it I, it changed the way I talked about movies I saw
3: yeah but like I just
1: you just literally have no point no no conception of the pipeline unless it's maybe like a Chris Nolan movie or something you know what I mean like you know mm-hmm. just, it, there's always exceptions, but like plenty of times there might have been ten writers on that script yeah one one writer one arbitration, so one writer's name is on it, but ten writers mm-hmm. might have done passes and things might have survived all those drafts, you just don't know you know what I mean it's just like yeah. they it's just like a the rabbit hole just goes way deeper like those and so as t v you know I'd already you know the one way they're similar is that I was you know I generally was at peace with like you know being a custodian of you know someone else's baby, you know what I mean and so mm-hmm. if if that's cool, then like you can have a lot of fun on t v and it's the process is so different because you know at every step you are working with any number a small army of people all the Mm -hmm. time versus you know obviously being at the house and it's just me and tony and when we're doing it when we're in the the actual process of doing it the only person that we got to answer to is each other until we bring it back to the producers at which point you know obviously you take the notes and you go on but like in television you're never alone right At, at any point and so you know it's a lot of it is organization you know you know and really kind of Time management, all these things that are like not even creative half the time. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, you know, you gotta shoot nine pages in the day. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it is is, is just how you organizing your time. You know, like what are you jettisoning, and like you know, what are you willing to live without? You know. But yeah. There's there's so much more of a pragmatic producer that you have to put on while you're directing TV.
3: Yeah.
1: When you're writing, you might not always be like, maybe we should take a few cars out of this sequence the first time you write it, right? That's something Mm -hmm. that happens after they read it. They go, okay, we need to cut some couple million dollars out of the budget. Then you start (laughs) counting cars in the car chase. You know what I mean? But you don't really do that while you're writing. You're like, not my problem. While you're Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, someone else's problem. It becomes your problem, but not the first time. And so in TV, it's always your problem. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You you are you are counting the cards in the chase as you're writing the scene, so to speak, in TV always. You know. And yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's, that's probably what I would say is the biggest difference.
0: Yeah, that's so that's really really interesting. Um, so as a writer, you've had like a number of your scripts performed successfully in Hollywood. We talked about Creed Two. Um, you Ooh. also have Young Wild Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: you,
0: know, you know, I mean,
1: <laughs> We, remains to be seen we'll see
0: <laughs> yes um, but what's like drawn you to tell each of these stories like especially these like, upcoming ones that you have um, especially that different tones like They Clone Tyrone is more of a comedy like what what's drawn you to tell each of these stories
1: uh, I mean it's always you know uh, They Clone Tyrone is like uh, that's that one is you know that's my own, you know, that's an original idea, like, kind of from the beginning and the end, you know, and, uh, you know, that's more like kind of, kind of in the s- satirical world. So I wouldn't call it a straight comedy, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: I I definitely gravitate towards a lot of different genres. Um, and if it ever, <laughs> if this coronavirus ever stops and we ever get, you know, get back <clears throat> up and running and make it, you'll see that it is different genres in one um -hmm. so we you know i both have always been um you know kind of attracted to being like uncomfortable as writers you know what i'm saying like we when we graduated you know we we kind of did the opposite of what the what they told me in the universal fellowship and most like kind of conventional wisdom of like branding yourself we kind of did the opposite of that (laughs) we we intentionally wrote scripts in every. We had written this genre. Okay, let's write that genre. Right? Mm-hmm. So we intentionally tried to get as uncomfortable as possible, you know, um, to just see what we could do and just like you know, kind of stretch. And it was really helpful in the sense of you know, uh, we had samples and all these different you know we met people very different ways. So like you know we, you know we, we would get you know the creed came from a drama sample and you know. um, You know, who knows if I'm doing arbitration or not? But you know, we worked on Space Jam too. um, Mm, You know, we don't know. We don't know again. Arbitration? Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that came from a comedic script. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, the in like kind of stretch ourselves. You know, we we met different companies under different auspices. You know, some people met us as comedic writers. Some people met us as dramatic writers, because you know, some mm-hmm. people met us as TV writers, like, you know what I mean? It, like, because of a TV pilot or something that we've written. And so the, you know, the kind of, I guess the, the the inkling to, like, try to be uncomfortable in a lot of ways has kind of pushed us to mess around with a lot of genres early on. And, and what we found is that we really liked writing all different kinds of stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah. So, like, most people will tell you, like, possibly you're good at, brand it, you know, brand yourself when you come into the industry, which is obviously good advice, you know what I'm saying? But, like, we kind of had a slightly different, like, route into getting different jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of different things, you know, inspired working on, like, vastly different tonal scripts. and But almost all of it came from something character-based, you know what I mean? Like, can we get excited about a character or characters? You know what I mean. If we get excited about it, we can write it. You know what I mean. Like regardless of the genre, like the first thing that like we gravitate to is just like interesting characters or some something that we can cling to. You know. Yeah. And so, regardless of the genre, that's the one thread that like kind of we always end up starting at like nine times out of ten. Mhm.
0: So whenever you guys are writing your projects, how do you decide? Um, if you want to direct the project, and how does that kind of happen if you want to direct something that you've written?
1: well, Nine out of ten, the decision made for you. You ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's very easy to decide which one to direct because it's basically being you writing yourself. Now only recently has it been you know, uh, opportunities to direct stuff, you know, like or, or the, the open-mindedness of, hey, did you want to direct this as well? You know, that's like very, you know, the last year, year and a half or so, you know, where places are, will consider, you know, consider you to direct as well. Like 9 out of 10, it's just like, this is writing, this is a writing job, that's the end of it, peace, you know what I mean? So, basically, we decide we want to direct, 9 times out of 10, they just come to you and it's a writing job and that's open and shut case, job. you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so, when we when we decide we want to direct, really, you just say, you know, we're just like anybody else, you know what I mean. We're not like selecting things that we want to direct.
3: With mm-hmm.
1: TV, it's you know, with TV, it's you, you know, it's, you know, with t- TV, it's been a very circuitous path to directing TV. I didn't do any of the p- programs. It, it was a roundabout way I even got into directing TV. So it wasn't like I was like selecting things to direct. Episodes were offered to me. So I think you know, I mean, just to yeah. just to kind of get into the TV space because I, I, we went to school for directing, but our day job is writing. So it's mm-hmm. hard to like get opportunities to like get paid to direct, you know, because mm-hmm. you spend so much time writing, you know. Um, and yeah. so you try to carve out time to to pitch your own directing projects, you know, your own things to direct. And so we the the selection of directing projects is somewhat of a misnomer, you know. We we write things that we want to direct and we just take it out and, you know, and cross your fingers that somebody buys it, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. So when you're writing your, your own script, you write with an audience in mind.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, it's impossible not to, for us not to at least halfway, you know, consider the audience. Like we usually write with ourselves in mind as an audience, but like Mm -hmm. invariably you'll, you know, you will, think about who it's for, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, it kind of, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not on the forefront of your mind, but like usually you, you know, it, it could be a genre, you know what I mean? Like if, you, mm-hmm. if you're writing a uh, horror movie, you know what I mean? Like you, you almost always, at least subconsciously, you know, consider the audience, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially if you're writing something genre, you know what I'm saying? Because like, even if you're trying to subvert it, like, you know, you're trying to think of like, what will the audience be expecting in this moment? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, will they, what won't they see coming? Like you you just, you kind of naturally like consider them in certain parts, certain points when you're writing, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, when are we thinking about like character stuff, not so much, but when you're thinking about plot, whether you are trying to feed into something or whether you're trying to subvert something, you know, subconsciously or consciously, a lot of times we're thinking of, you know, who is this for, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think um, it's not something that we necessarily have to, like, actively talk about a lot, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But it's definitely there.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned, so, of course, you have your writing partner, Tony. Have you found that you enjoy working with a writing partner, or writing alone more? Like, what are the pros and cons of doing both?
1: Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, basically everything I've written in the last seven years has been with Tony, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, you know, we just like a a writing team. Um, Now, I have written a few scripts alone, and it definitely is more fun to write with somebody else. (laughs) Uh, Even when I, even, you know, when we started writing, we weren't like literally co-writing stuff. So we were, you know, we were breaking stories and then we would go off and he would write us, you know, we'd both be in writing class or something, you know, So it's like mm-hmm. obviously we're not writing a, co- we're not co-writing a script in a writing class, you know, <laughs> so like we would break a story and then we'd go off and write it. Even then it's like, there's some level of like, you know, communication that, you know, makes it just a little less like, you know, you out in the wilderness, you know, by yourself, <laughs> you know, and I've written like that, you know, and it's definitely not as fun. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. everybody's different, though, because the flip side of the coin is, you know, I know a lot of writers who like they can't write with other people. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it just it it all depends on just like how you like to work. Because you know a lot of times, for some people it slows you down because you can't come, you can't agree on nothing. You know, saying Mm -hmm. like Mm you got this, you think it should go this way. So it, it, the I think the if you're interested in in like working with other people or if you you know the the only thing i would say is like don't pick the person who you think is the best writer per se the reason i thought tony was a great writer when i when we broke stories but the reason we started actually writing stuff together was because like i could stand to be around him long <laughs> enough to, to like write you know what i'm saying like, all right i could be around this dude for six hours working on this thing and, and not want to like whoop his ass or vice versa you know what I'm saying like, yeah and so it's like you gotta be able to be around that person at least for like chunks of time and just be chilling you know what I mean and if you mm-hmm. can if you have a good like rapport with somebody your your sensibilities you, you'll start to kind of know what they do well you know what I'm saying and if you pick somebody just cause they're a good writer but y'all don't hang out with or you know, so y'all can't like sit down and actually work mm-hmm. together you know what I'm saying then maybe you might want to trade pages or you you wanna you, you know try trading pages or try, you know, a different kind of methodology. We actually yeah. sit in the room and write together. We don't switch wow. pages, you know. And so, you know, I, I like that the ability to just like stop, procrastinate for like an hour, watch YouTube, play video game, like that is like I can't write in like super long bursts. you know, so i like you know, you might two, mm-hmm. three hours at a time, then you watch YouTube for an hour, then you write <laughs> for like two, three more hours. You know, you might be together for like ten, twelve hours. You might have been working for half the time, like officially, mm-hmm. and you might have just been eating or like playing video games or doing something else, you know, for the other time. You know, yeah. Probably spend most of your time procrastinating, but the ability to just kind of keep doing it over and over and over every day, again and again and again, like some people have the Discipline to sit at the computer for six days in a row and write for hours a day—you know—that's very hard for me to do. For me Mm -hmm. to not just like, I'm gonna play Xbox. You know what I mean? it's hard (laughs) not to—it's a lot easier when somebody's there. Yeah. Let's get back on this shit. Like you know, at least somebody there to kind of corral you if you if you procrastinate too much. You know what I mean? Like, so you know the the when I was writing alone, you know, different project, like, you know, I had, I wrote my universal scripts alone. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, eh, I don't feel like doing this shit right now. You know what I mean? It's just Mm -hmm. so easy to, I don't feel like doing it right now. You know what I mean? So you really have to like, you know, just kind of know how you like to work. You know what I mean? Like, if, mm-hmm. you, if you if you write alone and you've written several scripts, you'd probably be fine because you clearly had the discipline to write several scripts by yourself. If you write by yourself and you only got one script, <laughs> you, should, you can find a person that maybe that might increase your output. Like, my, mm-hmm. output, my output skyrocketed when I started writing with Tony just mm-hmm. because it was somebody, even before I was, like, co-writing stuff, it was like, even if we were just trading scripts, and I, I can't let him beat me. I gotta he done wrote ten pages today. All right, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's something mm-hmm. to motivate you, you know what I'm saying? Even even if it's competitively, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Even if you are writing by yourself, by, if you if you have a person that even if you're not co writing things with, that you are just and I and for me, I try, you know, I've been in writing groups, you know what I'm saying, but they never tend to work out because it feels like homework, it feels like you're at school.
3: Mm-hmm. The bigger the
1: group gets, the more it feel like you're in class. Yeah. The less, and the more it feel like class, the less you don't want to do it. You know? <laughs> and so I, you know, for me, like one other person, like, okay, like I can actually read everything he do, you know what I'm saying,
3: mm-hmm. without
1: having to feel like his homework. Cause there's only one thing you read. You read mine, and then, like, obviously I can't let him beat me. I gotta, you know, mm-hmm. I got to finish mine, you know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like there's something that competitively, drives you to just work, you know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. the 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 quantity makes the quality happen, you know what I mean? The more you mm-hmm. write, obviously, the better you get at it, you know what I'm saying? It's so like, yeah. really, you need something to motivate you to keep doing it, you know what I'm saying? I found, like, having another person, you know, even if you're writing by yourself, just to keep you accountable, to compete with, to, you know what I'm saying, to, to break stories with, like, you know, uh, who's, like, equally, you know, competitive as you or like motivated as you or whatever adjective you want to use, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it helps like increase your output, you know, for me, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And if you, and if you're the type, but you know, some people, again, some people can be Stephen King and just like wake up, <laughs> I got to write and they write in the morning or whatever they do. And it's like, you, 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 I feel like if you are that kind of person, you probably know it already. You have, you've written multiple things. Like you didn't, you know what I mean? If you Mm -hmm. barely write, then you probably aren't that kind of person. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, you know, I would definitely suggest for anybody who doesn't have a ton of output, you know, or even if you don't have a ton of output, like if you write every day, for four hours a day, like even if you have been writing on the same, working on the same thing, you clearly are disciplined enough to not need it, you know, but like if you, I don't write every day or I don't, you know what I'm saying? I only got one, thing. you know what I mean? Like, you know, you don't know if you don't, <laughs> if you're not like that. I would say, like, find somebody who's interested, even if you're not co-writing, to just, like, you know, instead of trying to say, like, oh, let's make a, you know, six, seven-person group, which they do work on occasion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, again, you got to have that scholastic mindset, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to know what kind of person you are, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I, anytime I'm in a group with, like, six writers, I'm like, get me out of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to read six things. You know what I'm saying?
3: Like, mm-hmm. I want to do
1: homework. I'm already in a writing class. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just whatever that perfect balance is, like, you know, you, you'll generally know. But I, I found that, like, one person is like a sweet spot of, like, not enough not enough homework that feels like homework, but, mm-hmm. you know, something to kind of make you at least feel like, all right, I don't want to get left behind.
3: Yeah.
0: it sounds like a really, like, amazing. Partnership that you guys have, and I think it's, it sounds like it's really fun too. Like the alternating, material. that was amazing advice. So what? Do you have any other advice that you would give to like aspiring screenwriters or directors?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that beyond that, or beyond like you know, just writing as much as you can. I, obviously, I mean like the the first advice any anybody was gonna is gonna say is like write as often as you can. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like I'm someone who I don't like you know. I forget. I don't. I never know who wrote, who, who to attribute that quote, to, and I always forget who said it. But like the lady who said, "I like I hate writing. I like I love having written." Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's pretty much you know most people I know in a nutshell, right? I hate writing. I love having written. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and so you know I think that like finding a methodology to motivate yourself to just like write more. You know is first and foremost, no matter what it is, you know what I mean? Like, so that, that much is, I think is kind of commonplace advice. But another thing I would say is, like, try to be as uncomfortable as you can, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's virtue in finding what you're good at, and perfecting what you're good at, and, like, honing what you're good at, but there's also virtue in, in finding what you're good at. I, I, I personally think, like, unless you are, like, singularly interested in something, which you may be. Like you might be like, I like horror. I only want to write horror. I'm only interested in horror.
3: Mm-hmm. In which
1: case you should not you should not do what I'm about to say. But if you <laughs> like multiple things, I would say like really experiment with writing genres that feel uncomfortable. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like write things that you don't know that you can do. You might suck at it, but you might be good at it. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like you you might find story conventions that, you know, fit in a romantic comedy or something, or, you know, you might find that some aspect of that carried over when you were working on a horror movie or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, just certain little tips and tricks and things that you've discovered while you were working on this over here ended up being applicable to that over there. You know, and it happened it happened all the time with us. It's like, you know, we just writing, okay, let's write a half hour comedy, let's write a one hour drama. Let's write a horror, you know, let's write a sci fi. Mm-hmm. Let's write a whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like by trade, we like sci fi. I like dramedies. I like, you know, Corn Brother style stuff so like, you know, like that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff I naturally gravitated towards. It was like science fiction. Like so it was like we wrote a rom-com, you know, <laughs>
3: like, mm-hmm. Ain't
1: never, you know, run a rom-com. We wrote a dance movie, like first job Ooh. we ever got was a dance movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you basically pick whatever job you get when you don't got a job. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, all right, yeah, sure, we'll write this dance movie. You know what I mean? That we had to make ourselves get super excited about it before we could even start. It. Like, oh, man, what if we, you know what I mean? By the time mm-hmm. we wrote it, we were super hype about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, Writing that dance movie is nothing. We had never written anything remotely close to that. It's never written Mm -hmm. anything remotely close to a rom com. You know, it's like wouldn't be the first thing that we would try to write. Mm -hmm. But having written them, I was glad we did. You know what I mean? Just because every every bit of experience, it's all experience, and the more experience you get, the more stuff you've seen, the more things that you know I'm saying that you can draw Mm -hmm. from. And so, you know, I think that being uncomfortable for those who are not you know kind of you know you're singularly focused on like i like horror movies or whatever like and you already know what to do write a bunch of horror <laughs> movies you know and, if you're not then i would say you know it may be counterintuitive but like write something that you don't necessarily you know you don't necessarily gravitate to off the top yeah. you know what i'm saying I write something that makes you a little uncomfortable you know what i mean because like that that's really kind of where you stretch and where you get a lot of confidence too you know what i'm saying like what gave us confidence is like, all right, you know, we just, we got a job right in the genre that we, we really never thought we were right.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: like, you know, you give it back to them and they actually like it. You're like, oh, wow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like your first job, you're like determined to do a good job. You know what I mean? And so you give it back and they like, like the spread and you're like, okay, you know, they want you, you know, they want to hire you again. You're like, oh, okay. They, like the real, like they may tell you that everybody's going to tell you they like it. Mm-hmm. they might not like it right <laughs> the only way you really know if they like it is if they hire you again you know what I'm saying? like yeah. that's it like that's the only way you truly know if they like you if they like it is if they hire you to do the next path right if they don't they, they might tell you that their masters like studio execs, are masters like the one thing they are amazing at is hating your script and jedi mind tricking you into thinking they like your script like they're masters at it. They they give notes that make you feel amazing. They could have shit it on your script, but you feel great.
3: <laughs>
1: like they'll never be negative to you. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, we really love it. They'll start with their love. We really think that maybe this could use a little work, and they're like that you know, you look at what they said, like the characters, the plot, the, they hate this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you break down what they don't like. They said it's so sweet that you're like, wait a minute. They don't like this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, yeah. you know, um, you you know the, it, the, that is like a, an art that execs have. And so, you know, how do you know that they like something? They, they hire you again. That's it. <laughs> if they hire you again. They liked it enough to hire you again. And so... You know, you turn in something and they want to hire you again. You're like, oh, wow, like, you know,
3: <laughs>
1: we didn't even know we could do it, you know. But all of a sudden, that that confidence is just like, you know, it, it reinforces your instincts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, nobody really knows what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you can learn structure, you can learn the rules, you can read a book, you can metabolize them, internalize them, you know what I'm saying? But, like, at the end of the day, you're really going to operate on, 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 on everything you write on some level of instinct of what you feel like is the right thing to do. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So the, more, the more you work on things that make you uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying, the more you work on things that feel like they're not in your wheelhouse, and, you, and you're like, okay, that wasn't so crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, the more it reinforces, like, that your instincts are, you know, getting sharper and sharper, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. And, like,
1: that's only going to serve you no matter what you write.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very, very good advice. Trust your instincts. And take notes, maybe yes, probably <laughs> from the videos and they give them to you, and pay attention um, to their feedback. So, oh
1: yeah, well anything. Well, no, I give you some advice on notes, though, man. Like notes, like the 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 other biggest thing, like the, the job of, like I would say, the the day job of a screenwriter. The other job is like to to take things that you may not like, and mm-hmm. to smile, and to not argue, and to Find a find uh, you argue, but you but you can argue, but you can debate, or you can not even debate. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you have to find a way to argue your point without arguing, so to speak, or without mm. you know what I mean. Like the mm-hmm. second you seem combative, is the second they're like, oh, the first they don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I I had I had an exec say like, yeah, they're okay writers, but they're discreet and they get the job done and they work fast. Like you know, like that's a big thing, right? Like. They were, they're pretty writers that they don't think like super highly of from a talent point of view that they hire because they they work on time. They are good at at least filtering notes, you know what I'm saying, and like getting it on mm-hmm. the page. And, you know what I'm saying, they're cool to hang out with, they're cool to talk to, they're fun to be around. Like, they hire people they like. You know what I mean? They're hiring you as much as they're hiring your writing ability in a lot of cases. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, in the, you know, the... The hardest, the hardest thing of all is to like take a note that you don't like and do it. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing of all. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that is like the only thing that's truly a job about it, right? It's like I don't like this note. I don't agree with it. I don't want to do it. They're paying me to tell me no. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. why they pay you is to tell you no. <laughs> to tell you, that's it. Like you say, I want to do this. They go, no, you can't do that. That's what that's what the money's for, like that. Man. Yeah. That's, that's what the money's for. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so you know, the the quicker you can like accept, you know what I'm saying, that your job in many ways, if you if you end up like, you know, writing on anything like uh studio or like kind a of production company, is like find something that you can work with about that note. Find a way to turn that note or to find a note behind the note. And like the more you do it, the more you well, this wasn't the note, but it addressed the note. Like this was the mm-hmm. real note, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like like, it, you know, they, they'll, they you know, a lot of times, like, you'll get a note, you know, and, and that won't really be the real thing that's bothering them, you know what I mean? But they won't be able to articulate what's really yeah, them, you know what I'm saying? And, like, the more experience you get, the more you'll have, you know, the more you'll be able to say, oh, oh okay, they really think that the, the lead character isn't very active. That's why, you know, they're, they're pointing to this scene, they're pointing to this scene. I don't know about this scene, that scene. And it's like the thing in common is maybe be a protagonist is not an actor. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay. Like, I could probably keep this scene, you know, but if I, you know, change the action of the scene or I change, you know, what the character is doing in the scene, I can address that note without necessarily having to delete this scene or, you know, any number mm-hmm. of things that you can do. But, like, really it's like making people feel like they've been heard. That's really yeah. all they want. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who gives you, you know, notes in that context they just want to feel like they were involved so even if you don't do the notes like the real thing is like you there are only a few people who who you have to do their notes like when it all boils down to it you know what i'm saying like you got to mm-hmm. make everybody feel heard you know what i'm saying but like there's a hierarchy of people whose voices matter more than others in that mm-hmm. chain of who's on top of you You know what i mean like and you and every project is going to be different you know what i'm saying so if it's a yeah. movie that's anchored by a huge star that star may have more weight than the director, depending on who Mm the director is, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're going to take that star's note into account first, you know what I mean? But maybe some producers on that project don't really got that much clout, you don't really need to take Mm that note, you know what I'm saying? If it's not a great note, you know what I mean? All of that comes with just, like, seeing the lay of the land, but, like, in in any case, no matter whose note it is, you know, and, and taking notes in general, it's like, never argue the note off the top, even if you, like, you make them feel hurt, okay, I'll, 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 I'll follow up on that. i took in on that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll look into that, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's really interesting, you know what I'm saying? Even if you just humor them off the top, you could come back and say, yo, I tried it. It didn't work because of this, that, and the third, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you if you feel defensive off the top, it's going to be like, oh, shit, here we go, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how they're going to look at you? And I mean, yeah. you've probably been in a writing class where – you know what I'm saying? It's like, and, and you, you probably have those notes you probably vehemently disagree with. But it's like, nobody want to be that kid who's like, ah, no, nah, see, but this is why it's right. It's like, you could be right, and they still going to be looking at you like, eh. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if you're right. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's much easier to go like, okay, I check that out, and then give them the page, and you just didn't do their notes. It's like, much easier to hear them out go back, say, yeah, I tried it, but it didn't work because this, that, and the third, you know, as opposed to, like, getting defensive about it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's an art form in and of itself of just, like, hearing things that you don't agree with, making people feel like they've been heard, really vetting those ideas, even if you disagree with them and see, maybe I'm wrong, you
3: know what yeah. I mean?
1: And then, you know, only choosing the notes that you personally feel, because nobody, no one can live with, no one's going to live with that script for you. Yeah. When the, when the class, when you're in your writing class, when they, they leave, none of them care about your script. <laughs> none of them. Your teacher, none of them. You're the only one who got to stick with the script. So you only really need to take notes that speak to you. But that's not the same thing as taking notes when you're, like, literally taking notes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, when you're taking notes, everybody should be like, yo, you know, that person was cool looking the mug. You know what I'm saying? Like, they. <laughs> They were smiling. They was like, for sure. You know what I mean. They were engaged. They made me feel like my note was heard. And then they went home and threw your note in the trash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so it's like, you just have to be a little bit of an actor, you know, in, in those in those situations. That's basically what I would say.
0: Yeah, that's very helpful. It's very good insight. Um, so what would you say is the best thing to you about being a writer?
1: Uh, making your own your own schedule. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know that flexibility is, uh, of lifestyle is really is really fun as a uh, as a writer, you know. Wake up when you want, go to sleep when you want, take a break when you want. Like nobody micromanages you. But um, in terms of creatively, you know, I think that the funnest thing about being a writer is that you get to do a lot of projects, you know, you get to like live in a lot of worlds. You know, mm-hmm. like the difference, like whereas the the day the day to day of being a writer is like really like, ah, like the the writing part, you know, is is usually like banging your head against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but every once in a while, you get lucky and you'll be writing something that like it just comes out easy, or you know what I mean, or like mm-hmm. you're you're in a really fun scene, right? And like that's like not generally your status quo, right? Your status quo is usually like what, what am I doing? Like, what, why am I here? What's going on? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you get to live in a lot of different worlds, you know what I mean? In terms of, uh, whereas like if you were directing, you, you know, you're living in one world for a long time. Like as a writer, you can be, you know, you can write a script, you know, every month or two, you know what I mean? You can, you can be working on multiple things at the same time. A lot of writers are, you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. you can be have a lot of different stories percolate at the same time. You know what I'm saying? That's so you get to kind of have a little bit of variety, whereas, like, you know, as a director, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, also equally fun, mind you, but you're you're living in one world for a prolonged stint of time.
0: Mm -hmm. So what other projects do you have coming up and maybe what drew you to create or join those projects?
1: There's a a couple of projects. um, I mean, like, obviously there's, there's Tyrone is the immediate future, you know, whenever, whenever the virus allows us to go back to work, you know, so my, my first feature that I'm, you know, directing, um, is, is, is they called Tyrone. Um, so that's like pretty much the immediate on the immediate horizon. Um, we've got a television show that we've been developing that we, uh, are hopefully about to start a writer's room on um oh. be soon um within the next hopefully a few weeks if the network approves it i mean obviously everything's kind of weird with the corona but like if the network's approved that kind of proposal we'll be able to start kind of a virtual writers room um and hopefully you know hopefully uh if if we can get it started quick enough we can get a little bit of time in just in case the wga you know decides to go on strike or something like that <laughs> at the end of uh, which may throw everything off again. Uh, you know, there's Buy All, which, you know, the director of Pre 2 is directing. Um, mm-hmm. And so we, you know, so hopefully, you know, those will be able to kind of get back up and running. You know, the corona is like, who knows what anything will happen after, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's only so many actors are going around. And so, like, all these movies are going to be vying to get these, you know, handful of actors, you know. Um, and so. You know, but uh, but yeah, the, the, they clone Tyrone and uh, our TV show *Bertha Cool* are kind of like the 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 things in the immediate future. You know, and like both of those projects are they just came from I don't know like, they they came from like super different places. But you know, uh, the TV show came from a short film you know um, that I wanted to do a while ago that uh, actually became too expensive. Or I, I didn't feel comfortable making it for as much as it was going to cost. And you know, just a friend of mine at a production company thought it would be interesting It's a TV show, and we were like, oh, maybe. And we just kind of, we kind of developed it. Just we didn't have nothing better to do. This was years ago now. Uh, how long it takes for anything to get made? But it was years ago. <laughs> it was like four years ago. But uh, we developed it, and, and you know, we ended up, you know, kind of finding a home for it. Um, after a very, very long time. Um, And, you know, Tyrone, that came from a few different places, but, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, a lot of it came from a desire to do something that felt a little weirder. Mm -hmm. That I usually have to work on as a a screenwriter, you know, doing assignment jobs. I think that me and Tony tend to gravitate on our own stuff towards things that's a little bit weirder. And so, Yeah, kind of desire to kind of get back to kind of stuff I was making in undergrad, which was a little bit more absurdist. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It sounds like you have a lot of amazing projects coming up, so I'm really excited to see them. Uh, My last question for you is, what's one thing you did not know before becoming a screenwriter that you wish you had known?
1: I think one thing that I wish I had known, it's not exactly screenwriting related, but the first thing that comes to mind is that like you can you don't necessarily have to only be a screenwriter you know like you can you can be a producer on projects that you write like so like basically like, the world is like there's much more available to you than just writing you know mm-hmm. um, and so you know, as we would come to find out you know it's like a lot you know a lot of opportunities to Expanding the producing and things that from from writing your own stuff in other words you can be a producer on the things that you write not everybody not on everything but like you know there are opportunities that you can kind of expand and find and you know just more ways to be creatively involved you know with the, with the project beyond just writing it you know which we never really ever thought about before we kind of started to kind of get into get into like getting assignments and like selling stuff and pitching stuff and I'm not talking about assignment work per se. I'm talking about like original things. But mm-hmm. another thing I would say that like fi- there's a lot of ways to like incentivize people to like look at your stuff, like make an IP. For example, that short story, you know, we sold the short story, but, you know, the assignment was a feature. You know, we wrote the feature, but the IP was a short story. You know, so there's a lot of, you know, like nooks and crannies that with IP people make podcasts things that we never thought about beforehand. You know, people make podcasts and sell them, you know. There's short stories, you know. Uh, so there's, there's things beyond just like, oh, I, I make a short film, you know what I mean, that you can mm-hmm. do. There, I made Raising beyond. I know he did a he, – he commissioned, like, a comic book, you know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. that was his IP. And then he made a short film. But, like, he had, like, comic IP that, that he owned that mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. can't take it away from. It, you know what I mean? And so, you know – Commission a comic all of a sudden gives you a little bit more leverage, you know what I'm saying, to take something out and sell it, you know what I mean? And so, like, the, the, the definition of IP has gotten so wide, you know, that almost anything counts as IP now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that short story <laughs> by, oh, well, we didn't even publish that. It wasn't even published, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was never published. It wasn't in a <laughs> in any, uh, science fiction magazine or anything, you know what I mean? It was literally a short story that went through the, you know, Went through uh, the pro- straight to production companies. You know what I'm saying? We, we, when we sent it out, I mean, in straight to studios. Like, and yet, and still, people say based on a short story as if it was <laughs> published in Reader's Digest or something. And it wasn't, you know. So it's really the amount of of opportunity it is to like create IP, and like the you know, I guess like the appetite that places have for for IP. You know, mm-hmm. something that we wasn't really about
3: beforehand.
1: Yeah. But like I would really say like if you got a podcast idea, if you got a short story idea, like those are great things to to invest a little time in doing. Because they don't take as much time as writing a script. Well maybe a podcast will, depending on how <laughs> detailed it is, but um but like they're just asymmetrical ways to kind of get into, you know, the IP world, you know. hmm
0: well, thank you so much for being on the show with me, Jewel. This has been really, really fun, lots of great advice, and I can't wait to see all of your upcoming projects on the big screen. Uh, Jewel Taylor, everyone.
1: Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed. We're knocking on wood over here, you know. But <laughs> thank, you, thank you for uh, you to, uh, reaching out.
0: Everyone check out all of Jewel's past projects, including Cree 2, and be on the lookout for all of his exciting upcoming projects including Buy All, They Clone Tyrone, and Young Wild Free. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dom's Club. Follow me and the rest of Dom's Club at DominicMobley.com. Dom underscore Mobley on Instagram and Twitter, and Dominic Mobley, no spaces between the Dominic and Mobley, on YouTube. See you next time at Dom's Club, and until then, Enjoy life. <music>